Hola, mi amigos. Welcome to episode three of the Luchadors of Liberty podcast. Don't you sneeze. I was about to burp. Oh my God. Oh, you're about to burp? Yeah. It looked like you're about to sneeze. Welcome to the third episode of the Luchadors of Liberty. I'm so glad we're doing this. This yeah. is going to be my this... favorite podcast. I don't know. This one and the college football one are going to be... We're going to get famous from yeah. one of those. Yeah, have to, right? Or JJ's diary. I don't know. even care if we get famous. If if we're just spreading the word of, of uh, you know, libertarianism and... Uh, I'm trying to get famous. You're trying to get famous? Yeah, people need to know about me. All right. They right. need well, to know me. Do what you do. And like true libertarians... We would keep most of the money and give some of it to charity, right? Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. I'll look at the charities and decide which ones are I like. Well, I have one that we can talk about later, but we... Well, well that's a good segue. Well, look at that. I'm over here segueing. Don't even know what look we're at that. talking so, about. Um, so the charity, I, it's not really a charity. It's a nonprofit organization. They do research uh, for psychedelic drugs. They use for healing depression and PTSD and stuff like that. Okay. Um, we're going to go over domestic news first, and one of the things domestically that's been happening recently, the FDA has fast-tracked uh, the chemical in ma- uh, magic mushroom, psilocybin, um, to be used in special studies and treatments for depression. And uh, as we know, here in America, we have 22 troops a day committing suicide, mm-hmm. so depression is a huge thing. And uh, for organizations like uh, MAPS, the multi uh, I forgot the name of it. Multidisciplinary. What is MAPS? It's <laughs> it, it's the organization uh, that funds all these psychedelic studies, yeah, positively and stuff like that. So it's it's a good thing that the FDA is starting to uh, be more open minded to these these more natural well, drugs. They got opioids out here killing people, so yeah, maybe we should figure out other things, and maybe some of these other drugs that are illegal that we can't even research could be the cure, or not the cure, but the answer to dealing with an opioid, the opioid crisis, and I mean, all these other prescription drugs that we got that people are addicted to constantly. Right, and we live here in Florida where like 400,000 people are prescribed oxycodone. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those things like, people are driving around on this stuff. Yeah, you know? they're, they're, that's better for you then. Uh, However, you don't want to be driving around on mushrooms, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you were listening what the, the stuff, that it can help. It can also help you trip balls, too. So. Right, right. <laughs> so you don't want to do that. Um, well, or you do. Some people do. I mean, not drive on them. Yeah, oh, yeah, drive on them, for sure. But, let's see, here we go. Um, yeah, the FDA has fast-tracked this. Um, just like they fast-tracked MDMA, which is yeah. known as ecstasy. Um, and that has helped people, according to MAPS, in their phase two trials, 68% of people after two months of coming back, I think two or three times, claim they don't have PTSD anymore, and these are patients that have had it for an average of like 17 and a half years or something like that. So you're talking about people who have been, uh, been through, you know, maybe sexual abuse, uh, maybe they've seen a lot of shit in war, Mm -hmm. and... And, yeah, you know, it's these... not just soldiers who have PTSD. That no. is the big one that everyone talks about. There's a lot of people who, just from like car accidents and stuff like that, develop PTSD. It's, it's the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies. The, this is one of my favorite um, nonprofit organizations. They they use all of their studies uh, or all of their funds to fund studies. It, it's not like one of those organizations that um, takes their money, like the Red Cross or like Salvation Army, like we were talking about the other day. Yeah. Right. And, 
And the thing about uh, maps and organizations like maps, the barrier to entry for these medical studies for the regulation, you know, because of regulations with the FDA and stuff like that are mm-hmm. so expensive. So it takes a massive amount of capital to even get into phase one and phase two studies. They're in phase three studies with MDMA. They're in phase, I think, one now with psilocybin. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes. In other countries like Germany and the Netherlands, they're, they're using LSD and psilocybin and all these drugs, like aboga, to, um, to cure people of addiction, PTSD, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. But it's nice to see here at home that the FDA is opening their minds a little bit mm-hmm. you know one thing i watch out for why i like hearing that it's uh independent charity like i'm sure they do have a uh what do you call it they're they're trying to prove something an agenda but i mean it sounds like their agenda is on the right side but you have these people doing these studies it's a little off topic but when you hear someone say oh i got a study that supports me we did this study well people do studies and studies and studies and studies till they get a study that supports what they're trying to find right and I mean, I heard a local politician talking about that because you'll have people doing studies for years trying to get the right, not not the right uh, result, but the result that they want. The result so, that allows them to enter the market. Yeah, and you know? so you got to depend. You got to watch um, who's doing these studies because obviously the ones they release are going to be slanted a little bit in their way. But the issue is you can't even do the studies because the freaking government won't let you. It's That's too expensive. The real issue. Too expensive for companies to get involved. Yeah. The thing I like it, uh, about about this, it's just people have been using psychedelics for thousands of years. If you're talking about mushrooms and ayahuasca and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and people still use them like tribes, and they'll tell you they have some sort of effect on your personality. It's like hitting a reset button. Some people say. Some people can't handle it, but some people also get addicted to other things like burgers, you know? Yeah, how people get addicted to everything. You know, but I do want you to look at this uh, picture they have on their homepage. It's, uh, <laughs> oh, it's, it's two old parents <laughs> taking care of their, uh, their kid, and it looks like the kid is, uh, well, he's not a kid. He looks to be about our he age, around like 24, 25. Yeah, looks like he's tripping balls. He's got <laughs> headphones and uh, over his ears and a blindfold over his eyelids and his mouth is like somewhat open like he's like oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> and his mom looks like she's straight out of the hippie she, movie yeah her, his mom <laughs> looks like uh, she knows what's going on let's go maps <laughs> yep so so great I, I want to play the video but I'm not I'm not because I'd like to move on to other stuff so that's yeah. that's one thing I had domestically uh, good job FDA um, you won't hear us say that that much. I was about to say, when's yeah. the last time you said that? Yeah, you won't hear us say that that much. So yeah. I'm going to X that tab out. All right, what, what do you have domestically? Uh, just a couple of things we're looking at the government. It seems like a lot is going on. This is what I realized when I was doing research for this. It's really not. It's just a bunch of fucking drama about Trump and blah, 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 whatever. But there are a couple things that are actually happening that are going to affect our political system. One of them... Uh, six Trump staffers violated the Hatch Act. This is kind of dumb, honestly. Well, the Hatch Act isn't dumb. The Hatch Act is basically you can't use your office for political gain, which makes sense. I mean, you shouldn't be doing that. I don't, I don't really know how you don't do that, though. Like, how are you going not using your office for political gain? The whole reason you're yeah. in that office. Anyway. The amount of time politicians spend actually working instead of campaigning is ridiculous already. Yeah. Aren't you, like, just inherently using your office for political gain once you're in the office. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you say... That's the whole reason why incumbents are always harder 
you know, to defeat. They're always on the news, and people know their name, and then they're campaigning most of the time anyway, and they're getting paid to campaign. It's basically like, I don't know. If, it's, I don't know how to compare it to my job, because you really can't. But I'm like basically just campaigning to keep my job instead of actually doing my job, so people then, they're like, oh, okay, that's fine. Right. We'll, we'll keep you on. But uh, basically these people just use their official Twitter accounts, which I guess are I don't know if you call them government property, what you would call it, but they tweeted it out and make America great again, which is apparently political gain because of Trump or whatever. And sounds then, like they're just campaigning. This is a, apparently it was a national story. I didn't hear about it. So I started researching and well, they, they could tweet it out from their personal Twitter accounts, not their official Twitter accounts. Right. So whatever they get fined like a thousand bucks. It's kind of ridiculous that people would even like, they, it probably should just be a slap on the wrist, which is what it is. Why is there an article about it? I don't know. Um, Everyone's favorite socialist, those in the news, <laughs> Alexandria uh, Ocasio-Cortez. She is wanting a seat in the House Oversight Committee, which is, oh, it's called, it's, uh, I think it's just the Oversight Committee, anyway, or it's over, Committee Overseeing the Financial Sector. Anyway, it's a big one. It's only because they get, you know, they're all about how you regulate banks, whatever, but also, a lot of these people on there are getting huge campaign donations from the banks to vote that way. Right. This chick's trying to get on it. A no freshman kid. No freshman um kid. No freshman. Uh, what do you call it? Senator. Congress. No, she's a congresswoman. congresswoman. Yeah, they no none of them ever get on there. But she's like requesting all the most important ones. This girl doesn't get it. I don't think she understands how any of it works. First off, she's not going to get these. Because no freshman gets them, you got to serve your time. Which whether that's right or not, I'll let you decide. But still, it's like she can't figure out how to rent a house. She can't figure out how to buy furniture. And now she's like, I want to be the most important person in the fucking Senate. Right. Uh, that's my thing. She she already can't budget well, and she wants to regulate banks. Regulate, yeah. And it's the last. You you really you really got to get into the system in order to get these kind of seats as well, like you were saying. And uh, you're right. I, I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm not for these lifetime, um, you know, Senate seats and these life, lifetime politicians. It just I agree. it it breeds corruption. Mm-hmm. And so I can get on like a Bernie Sanders train whenever he's talking about whenever he's talking about you know limiting limiting senators uh, the years that they can be in there, or maybe even limiting. Uh, justices like supreme court justices and there's arguments for and against that yeah. but we we cannot have a socialist regulating our banks no well, our banks are already <laughs> fucked up as it is give all the money away to everybody is right. that, that's your uh, regulation but i don't know i, I kind of understand like why having someone or having someone wait to get on these important committees because it'd be like me at my job being like okay well i want to start making decisions for the entire thing or be on the most important Meetings to make decisions about the business that we run. Or Little whatever. nuances you yeah, just learn whatever. along I'm the way. Not, I don't know. I'm, I'm. What do you call it? I'm not educated yet. Right. You know, you're new at your job. Go fiddle around with some of the lower level committees and figure out what you're doing. Well, she can't sit on that seat, but I'll tell you where she can sit. <laughs> right next to me because I respect women. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you like that? She has some crazy ass eyes, dude. I think she's hot. I don't know. I'm not eyes. trying to objectify her. I think she is really. If she was a libertarian, those eyes, man, I cannot get past how buggy they are. Yeah, she has buggy eyes, but I don't know. If she was a libertarian, she'd be hella sexy. True. Like if she had some good thoughts behind her, you know. Mm-hmm. Like and maybe she does. Maybe she's 
more open. She's young. Maybe she's open-minded. Maybe uh, she'll get in we there. We can convince her. Maybe Rand Paul will, uh, you know, get in there, give, yeah. her, give her like a book or something, and she can read we it. We need Ron. I feel like she'd respond to Ron better. I would rather Ron Paul give her a book, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the other things going on. The big thing that everyone's talking about right now is the migrant caravan that's coming up uh, from South America or Central America. I'm not sure where it started. I think it was South America. Basically, just trying to force their way into the country. Um, and they're at the board, or I think Mexico has stopped them at this point. I all think right. that's the issue. But anyway, Trump is trying to like crack down against sanctuary cities in the middle of all this. And a judge uh, ruled against him. They can't, or he was trying to take away funding from these cities. Uh, ruled against them so that he has to fund them or whatever. But the real issue is like whether sanctuary sh- cities should be a thing. Like as a libertarian, I'm okay with people coming across the border. But we were talking about before the podcast, it's when they come across the border and immediately start taking welfare and Medicare. And they can vote. Yeah, and they can vote, which is ridiculous. And I just don't understand how people can just be for that. And these sanctuary cities are just letting them go free, basically. Right. So There there has to be some sort of line. You cannot just enter a country with no name, no records of you being here. You you could really be a, a bad person. Like, yeah. You could be. I'm not saying all these people are bad people. I think um, most immigrants that come into the United States are actually just looking for a better life. They're mm-hmm. looking to make money for their family and maybe send back home or maybe build a life here. But yeah. you have to do that properly. Yeah, do Now, I don't see why the current administration is so abrasive to immigrants knowing that our current labor force is consisted... Like, we live in a service industry now, right? Mm-hmm. And so... Immigrants come in and they fill low-skilled jobs, and that's what you want because you yep. want to be able to educate your your populace so that they take the higher-skilled jobs. Yep. And then higher-skilled immigrants come in and they take some engineering jobs and stuff like that. It's good to have diversity in markets. Yeah. Don't regulate diversity in markets, and don't regulate diversity at the border either. Yeah, I mean, just let I don't like not just let them in, but like. We first off the real issue. I feel like we've talked about this on this podcast before, but we need to make it easier to come to this country legally. It's hard, right. and we actually know what uh, it takes years. Yeah, a former aide for a congressman who's who helped uh, get make it easier. Basically, I think he helped pass a bill that um, allowed it. Whenever it used to be, if your sponsor died, you had to restart the entire process over. I mean, that stuff like that is just ridiculous. It's so hard to become a. It's another instance of country. government just being inefficient in what it does. Yeah. And especially like green cards, like if someone wants to come over here and work, they should, it should be instantaneous. Yeah. You right. have a job, you're good to go. Check up with them in a year. Do you still have a job? You're good to go. Right. Like if you're coming over and not giving anything to society, yeah, I agree that you shouldn't be here. We don't want you. Right. What we as libertarians don't want is for someone coming across the border, <clears throat> you know, coming in, I have no records. I have no paper. Can you set me up with housing, uh, you know, medical, you know, can you pay for all my stuff? Yeah. It's like, no, we're, we are not a socialist country. We, we are we're not a your capitalist ju- society. Not your and although we have moved far from a, a free market to what it should be, mm-hmm. it, we, we just have to understand that, or we need immigrants to understand that if you're coming to the country, you should put something forth, you know, you should yeah. put something on, on the table that says i'm of value to your society and i think it should be 
and it maybe if they're coming maybe if they're coming here for uh say medical treatment Mm -hmm. there there could be some special path for that because a lot of people come here for medical treatment yeah i mean then that's fine too it's like well they're consuming our our product whatever you want to call it or service so it should be fine if you're coming to do all that i mean you, you people can come vacation. they should be able to get in debt in mexico too they should be able to get in debt just like the rest of us right yeah i mean i'm fine with all that but it's just when you come over here and immediately get sucked into the welfare system that shouldn't be allowed but people are okay with that for some reason i don't get it well i feel really bad about for all these people i mean they're about to go on a hunger strike these people are literally about to go on a hunger strike to get in it's like they just got caught up somebody started a political thing it was literally a political move, and all these people get swept up in it, and they're like becoming part of it, and it's not going to turn out well for them. I feel like it comes from a good place. Like all, all people who want to let these people in, they're like, "We need to help the poor. We need to help these." Yeah, good but, intentions don't always lead to good outcomes. Exactly, and and there's a certain point where, if we're giving other people our money, uh-huh. Social Security is going to be gone. We already know that. Yeah, I mean, it's. I don't know why I'm paying into it at this point. I should be able to opt out, but that's another discussion. Completely another discussion, because <laughs> I don't think we can get way off track and start talking about that bullshit. But, I mean, it's just, these people, I mean, why, why do, it's like when I come to your, if I came to your house and barged in, and it's basically, all right, well, I'm going to live here and you're going to feed me. Right. You, you can't do that. Like, you have, they have no right to that. Right. I could let you in, or... I could like if you came to my house as a friend, like I know you, then yeah. But it's more like um, a a group of homeless people showing up to your doorstep, and you have kids and a wife and a yeah. life, and them going, "You have to pay for my food and medical bills." Yeah. Like no, I could shoot you right now. <laughs> We're why? gonna stay in your ground state. Well, they and might end up getting shot. You know, Mexico stopping them. Mm-hmm. But like, why don't instead of marching on us and saying, "Well, America has to take care of us," why not try to fix something in your own country? Why don't you go march at your capital or right. something? I mean, at some of these capitals, they might get shot doing that. To be fair, but that's not again. That's not our problem. You got you guys got taken over by these socialist states and these authoritarian states. And now you're saying, okay, well, guess we're going to go to America. Well, like, no, you fucked yourself. Sorry. Well, we're supposed it. to be the land of prosperity. Yeah, they want to come here legally. Let's let them. Yeah, and I get it. I just, it uh, it's, it's a difficult situation whenever you have the majority of immigrants coming in from one specific spot. And uh, a lot of these people in the caravans aren't from Mexico. They're from Honduras. Well, I think most of them spots. are from Mexico. Yeah. I don't think any of them are. I mean, I'm no, sure. No, the majority of immigrants coming to America. But oh, you, you're it, talking about, I'm talking about the, the uh, caravan. Yeah. yeah, no, they are not. But it's it's kind of one of those things where there's a lot of factors going into it. Maybe the drug war is a big factor, mm-hmm. and and America has a lot to do with the drug war. Yeah, well, <laughs> we created the drug war, but that's right. Whatever. Right, and and uh, I I am actually very unfamiliar with. Um, Central American Affairs. Yeah, I don't know much about it. I know so like, I'd like to look more into it and what's going on in Honduras and these different different states down south to figure out why they are coming coming to America and, and not trying to protest their own governments. Yeah, well, it's like I said too. A lot of if they start protesting their own government, if they got a big enough group. I mean, this is a pretty big group that they got, but it's from people from multiple countries. Like they're not going to shoot all of you. Well. Okay. Uh, wow. Again, like I'd like wow. to know more. They might. 
but I don't think they will. If anyone out there is listening and you're an expert on the subject, feel free to contact us at the email, um, higherfrequencypodcast at gmail.com, and yeah. we'd love to have you on and talk about it. Um, as with any of the topics we, we go over now. So it's going to be feel, interesting to see how that turns out. I feel like we should move on from that. And yeah. uh, I, I have another one domestically. Um, okay, yeah, I'm pretty much done with mine. So. General Motors has just laid off 14,000 employees, and uh, they're saying they're doing it preemptively to to kind of avoid a hit from maybe an economy that's going to go down because the economy is so good. Mm-hmm. If the economy is so good, why are you laying off 14,000 people? I'll tell you why. It's because of these steel tariffs that are going on uh, with China right now, this whole trade war. Yeah. It, it, it has made steel cheaper for companies who just deal with steel here in America, but mm-hmm. with the companies that need to use the steel to create their products, it's made it extensively more expensive. Yeah, and it's, it's extremely anti-libertarian, anything to do with tariffs and that kind of stuff. Allow it's a protectionist trade. policy. Yeah. So you don't want to do that. I mean, you're really just hurting, hurting yourselves. You know, Donald Trump saying that he's, you know, he, he wants to bring factories back and industry and all that. Well, then he goes and does this. He screws us. But I don't know. Uh, automation is going to take those jobs at some point anyway. So. But while it's not, you cannot hurt the jobs we have left it we don't have a lot of these factory jobs like we used to have and and why even bring in more low-skill jobs Mm. you know i see you know maybe having a few more factory jobs but while china's over there making making products more efficiently for cheaper money let our companies that are buying up all their product buy it at the cheaper prices so they can give us cheaper products should only benefit us I mean, it obviously it does benefit China, but another I mean, thing, another thing, and this goes back to why the TPP didn't work out is because America wanted to exclude China from the framework of the deal. Mm-hmm. And listen, it's okay. I can see us excluding a country that maybe produced ten percent of of the gross world product. What is China, China produces sixty yeah. percent of the world's products. You, that they produce everything. You, how are you going to exclude a country that literally makes everything? L- whatever you have in your hand right now, look at it. Probably says made in China. Yeah, and it's also we are super in debt to this country, and we're just worsening our relations with them. And so, I don't know. It's it's ridiculous. Like I I understand they're kind of shitty. <laughs> I get that China sucks. Not China sucks, but their government and the way their countries run sucks. But and. But it, it's at the, I don't know, you can't just ignore them. I don't want to bash on China. I've, I've been there. The people are amazing. Um, they, the government definitely has uh, communist communist policies that that overall hurt its citizens in some ways. They literally tell you what their money's worth. Right. They and, just make it up out of thin air. Yeah. They, and Donald Trump kind of lost me though whenever he was talking about China manipulating their currency and stuff it it's like America wants to play policy changer in every country that it goes to yeah these are why we're losing global uh, construction product uh, projects to China and Russia because in Africa whenever we go and try to build something we want to change their policy on like like the country's policy on gay people like we don't want to build in your country if you have laws against gay people in China, it's like, we don't care. We're just making money. We're doing business. Yeah. You know? 
well, that's the thing about like everything's uh, what do you call it? Um, emotional. It's emotional. It's like, well, just take the emotion out of it and think logically. And whenever anyone starts coming at me with an emotional argument like that, it's like, well, you just can't like separate. I don't separate it out. We're not going to change freaking Afghanistan's policy on gay people or whatever. That's just like the first country I thought of. Yeah. But if they want to give us some money to build some shit, go for it. It's dumb. That's why the other countries are. I mean, they're not better than us, but they're smarter than us in that effect. Right. And then given whenever whenever the TPP didn't work out, whenever it fell through, China started being in talks with the same countries that were in the deal, plus Russia, and excluded America into a new trade deal that had uh, regulations that weren't so weren't so um, harsh on the Chinese market. Yeah. And all the other countries were like, fine, that sounds like a good deal. And and this is just one of the reasons why America is falling behind in the global trade system. And then whenever you add tariffs like this and just just uh, rhetoric like Donald Trump is pushing out, negative rhetoric to the global trade market. And he's a businessman. I don't understand why he doesn't get it. Like It it's only helps us to have uh, free trade going on with China, with whoever. I don't want to get in. I don't want to get into the TPP and all that because that's a whole episode on itself. But uh, just another update into what these tariffs are doing to our economy here domestically because of our not foreign policy, but our our foreign trade policy. All right, that's about all I have medically. Okay. Or not medically, domestically. Domestically. Yeah. Yeah, again, after these midterms, it's lame duck season right now. So. Not really much going on besides everyone mad at everybody constantly all the time. Oh, also they, uh, GM was saying they're doing this because of interest rates being so high. Interest rates are low right now. Oh, look at the history. You can't make any money. Yeah, it, so they're complaining about interest rates being low and that the economy is so great. Just, just think logically here. Interest rates are about two and a half percent right now. Yeah, that's low. That's extremely low. It's low, and our our economy has supposedly been the best it's ever been. So why are we laying off people? They also stopped production in five of their factories. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, I mean, the interest rate has been this low for a, like a record amount of time almost, and they can't. Well, the Fed won't raise it. The Fed sucks anyway. Raising it slowly. They're trying to do quantitative easing and just put little pinpricks in the bubble. So it yeah. doesn't pop. Well, whenever you raise the interest rate, you're taking money out of the economy, though. So, I mean, out of circulation, not out of the economy, but out of circulation. So you want to keep as much money pumping in there as possible. But that can also lead to inflation, the made-up tax. We already are in a period of inflation. Well, what they're trying, right. they we're, we're trying to <clears throat> avoid being into uh, hyperinflation. Well, that's what you take money at by raising the, out of the uh, circulation by raising the interest rate to do that. We would go on. I need to read more Murray Rothbard. Read some Rothbard. I need I read, to read some. I read Rothbard. I actually bought like three Murray Rothbard Rothbard books on Amazon this past. I read one that was week. really good. It was basically like the first couple chapters were detailing a libertarian society with one person living on an island, and then introduced a second person living on the island and how they would interact in libertarian society, and uh, then a third one, and then then it kind of just got into kind of went wild after that and started talking about all kinds of stuff. It wouldn't even go wild. It was a really good read. I bought, good for a class. I bought the Anatomy of the State and then uh, some Libertarian Economics book and then another one. They were like 
two to four dollars. So I was like, sure. Oh yeah, his books are very well priced. It's good. I think he died. Is he? Did he die recently? Or not recently? I don't know. Look at that. I had a professor who had a uh, who went and spoke at had one of his like ceremonies that they were giving him some award. My professor was one of the speakers at that. It was really cool. It's fun. <laughs> All right. Um, let's go to the war watch topics right now. Um, we've been watching Yemen uh, pretty close. Oh, I'm way off. He died a long time ago. Yeah, he died a long time ago. I'm thinking of someone else, and I don't know who it I was. I thought he died a long time ago. Yeah. But uh, the U.S., as most of you probably listening to this podcast know, has been refueling Saudi airplanes along with UAE airplanes and supplying them with weapons to bomb and support Saudi Arabia in the war against the Houthis in Yemen. And uh, their most recent... Their most recent uh, offensive against the port of Hodeida has resulted in um, the most violent occurrence in the whole four-year war that's been going on right now. Um, About 85,000 children have died from malnutrition and cholera. Mm -hmm. It's it's one of these things that is underreported in the mainstream media, and I feel it's important to talk about here. Um, And... The recent uh, Jamal Khashoggi uh, murder, where they chopped him up into little pieces at the embassy, has shed light on this. And it looked like there was going to be some sort of move by the U.S. government to stop refueling these planes. And the Senate even passed a bill to say stop refueling. But I'm not sure if it's going to actually happen. Yeah. We just like butting our heads in all this shit. People are going to go to war. Let them go to war. It's a civil war. You should never got it. Exactly. Why are we? Why are we in this? Why are we involved in this? We're involved in every single war that goes on ever. Chill out. I don't. Know. It's dumb. I mean, that's pretty much all I got. Get out of the freaking war. So, let's see. Where's that article? Yep. Okay. A uh, woman killed in Saudi-led airstrike in North Yemen. So this was in Sana. Uh, a woman was killed in a coalition, a Saudi coalition. Um, airstrike again and th- this is uh, the story that you see like every month uh, it's it, it, one month it's a uh, it's a wedding being bombed another month mm-hmm. it's a flock of sheep it's a flock of you know it's a cattle yeah. it, it, it's anything to keep the Yemeni people uh, hungry and powerless yeah. it, it's a way to fight a war that is against the Geneva Convention these are war crimes we're talking about and and our U.S. government is helping Saudi Arabia do it because we're in their pockets. Yeah, and why is there no more? Why isn't there more outrage about this? Everyone's mad about what bathroom people use or whatever the hell you want to talk about. And that is this, why the left annoys me so much. It's, and, but it's we're like, over here fueling planes to bomb weddings, right? No one, but and they support it. They're, you don't hear a chirp about them. And, them. and you wonder why. The war on terror has gone on so long. It's because it's because you're perpetuating hate. If your yeah. if your daughter dies on her wedding day in a bombing and you just happen to survive, you would hate whatever country was responsible in any of its allies. Yep, exactly. That that is what's been going on. And we're over here just demolishing these countries. Well, we're not doing it physically, but we might as well be. Might they as would, well be. I mean, they'd figure out a way to do it anyway. But why do we have to be the reason? And why are we giving them fuel? Don't they have enough? 
Isn't that where we get ours from? Yeah. So we get the fuel from Saudi Arabia. Does it fuel the Saudi Just to Arabia fuel the Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. There's got to be something we're missing there. The prince right? was like, hey, do that. <laughs> I just, it just irritates me to no end just to know that we're helping such a backwards country. All right. Um, this, this is this is the type of uh, this is the type of country we are we are helping right now. Um, where is it at? Uh, here's an article from Al Jazeera. Shout out Al Jazeera. <laughs> Shout out the uh, Saudi Saudi woman detained for demanding basic human rights. Um, they they want to be able to drive. They can't drive in Saudi Arabia. But let's fuel their plane. But let's help them kill hundreds of thousands of people in Yemen. I wonder if they have any female pilots. Oh, no way. <laughs> it's a chip. So, so they're arresting women for participating in activism, according to this article. It, and it's not like you have to look really hard to see human rights violations in Saudi Arabia. It's like every day. It, if you wanted to see a, a public execution, just go to Saudi Arabia. They have them literally every day. Yeah, it's crazy. And then you get a congresswoman here who gets in trouble because she said she'd go to a hanging with somebody as like a in an expression. Well, go to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> so that's the kind of country we're helping out. Um, just wanted to touch on Yemen a little bit because apparently people forget about it. It was kind of brought up. There was some light shed on it, and uh, and now it seems to be dying away. Um, the rebels, uh, the Houthi rebels in Yemen, say they're hoping to attend a UN brokered peace agreement, uh, peace talks, uh, well, rather. Get it done. We can trust them. So, so this was planned, I think, back in September, and then the UN could not guarantee that they would be safe, safely returned back home. Mm-hmm. So they were kind of like trying to be shisty about it. How can they not guarantee they can be safely returned home? I don't know. Maybe they had something planned. Maybe it was a, a secret secret operation to get them. I mean, I, let's get the peace get the going, leaders. but I mean, I don't know. I don't know enough about that to really talk about it. UN sucks anyway. They wouldn't figure it out. All right. Um, so August was the most violent month of 2018 in Yemen. Nearly 500 people killed in just nine days. Um since 2015, the coalition has undertaken 18,000 airstrikes. That's one every 99 minutes. One-third of which have hit non-military targets. How lucky are we to live here, not in fucking Saudi or Yemen or wherever? Right. So 6,000 of those bombings did not hit military targets. That's a crazy number. That is a crazy number. About 5,000 civilians have been killed since 2016 in the Yemeni war. That is more than uh, the amount of civilians who were killed in 9-11. Jesus. I, I didn't know what to tell you about that. That's, that. And then you add on top of that the 85,000 children that have died from dysentery and cholera and malnutrition. It, it, what we have is a genocide against a specific people who all they did was want to oust their leader... In, a, in an attempt to take over the government. Mm-hmm. And this happens all over. It, it's just the United States picking and choosing where they want to support. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't understand why we got to get involved in this kind of stuff at all. But, you know, that's how it led to freaking uh, half the uh, wars, or not wars, but 
terrorist organizations or whatever you want to call it are caused by us getting involved in the, with these things, getting these shysty leaders kicked out of office or supplying whatever. them with weapons. Yeah, supplying them with weapons. Next thing you know, you got ISIS leading the country. It's just wild. So that's great. We got yeah, that. That's going great. It's <laughs> amazing. All right, uh, that's all I had uh, for foreign mm-hmm. foreign policy talk that's today. A lot. Um, that's a lot. <laughs> now that we've we've brought you down and you're all sad about the children dying, uh, we want to end with some humor here. <laughs> what a transition! Yeah, <laughs> uh, we never want to leave you without a smile here on the Luchadors of Liberty. And uh, maybe today we didn't get to call anyone out and lay the smackdown on anyone specific. Mm-hmm. But we want to be consistent and bring you some episodes each week. So, we'll try. Um, what you got for us? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, so are you a big uh, Starbucks porn watcher? You go to Starbucks, get your coffee, pull up a nice porno. Every time. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Every time. It's, well, it, 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 and I, I was very, uh, you know, I want to say I was... <laughs> I, it just it just strikes me I, I just don't know what to say about their openness to let me watch porn in their coffee shop I, I love it it's a great place to go um, I do it discreetly by the bathroom oh yeah you know? no, that's fair because then you, if you need to clean up you can just hop right in I the like bathroom. to finish in the bath. I go and run in the bathroom yeah there you go well you only got about a month to do it because in 2019 Starbucks is blocking pornography no. on its Wi-Fi can't get uh, what? porn at Starbucks anymore a spokesperson for the company told NBC News on Thursday that the viewing of egregious I guess that's what it egregious? is egregious content I can't read uh, has always violated the Java's giant policy so you're violating their policy dude and oh now, it's always but but now they want to. Yeah, now they're preventing you from violating the policy. What are they going to do? I have no idea. What about softcore? Can I watch softcore porn in I, in Starbucks you're now? You're going to have to email Starbucks. I have no idea. So that's fun. What can I watch? R. Kelly music videos? Oh, definitely not. That's blocked. That's <laughs> that's egregious if I've ever. Oh heard. man. Well, coffee really makes me have to pee. <laughs> so so what? if I really have to pee no, and I'm watching R. Kelly, on, you can't pee on girls. Nope. Sorry, you're going to have to find a new. What place. if they're 18? <laughs> you just have to go to McDonald's. I think. I think they allow you to do this at McDonald's. They do it. Probably. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's cool. Um. The other thing that we have is a great example. Oh, no. It didn't load. Oh, I had it pulled up, and then it reopened the app when I opened it. I can figure it out. It's okay. You remember the story. Yeah, basically, we're just going to tell you about law enforcement and how uh, well law enforcement works. And so we got undercover cops posing as drug dealers, trying to buy drugs from undercover cops posing as drug buyers. Or opposite. Whatever. Basically, cops are trying to buy drugs from cops on accident. And you think, oh, they just laugh about it. You know, this is kind of funny. No, no, no. They uh, they start fighting each other. They get so mad. They try to buy drugs. The other cops tell them to get on the ground. The other cops are like, no, we're not getting on the ground. And then it breaks out to a fist fight. You got drugs. No, you <laughs> are selling drugs. <laughs> and it's just, it's ridiculous. Like, first off, I, it, it can happen. I, I get it. They're both like they're on the beat. They're in different precincts. They're just like, oh, those are selling drugs. Let me go buy drugs from them and fuck them over. The real assholes are the cops who are trying to get people from just buying drugs. The right. posing as sellers. 
You're, that's in, how is that not entrapment? First off. Oh, it's one hundred percent entrapment. Hey, you got drugs? You want to buy some? Oh, sure, I'll buy some. Yeah. Sure, man. Well, am I not going to buy drugs? Yeah. Now, I could see like you doing that with pedophiles, like the whole Chris Hansen thing. I'm cool with that. Yeah. But the entrapment where it's the drugs, yeah. you are you are participating in a voluntary activity that does not harm anyone else. Yeah. But yourself. Yeah. There's no. Victim. Maybe not even harm yourself. Whenever you're just doing drugs in your house, there's no victim in that crime. No victim. Um, the victim on this hand are the two officers because they're both dumb. Well, this should have been an instance it where... It was four officers because there's two selling, two buying. And instead of fighting crime, this is the end of the article, but instead of fighting crime, officers from both secret precincts began fighting with each other. Sources say guns were drawn and punches were thrown. I like to use the words in that one. Yeah. Um, it, I feel like this should happen more often, though. Like... Not well, them beginning in fights, but... I was going to say, it probably does. This just made news because... Yeah, they fought. Like, yeah. I feel like normally uh, the police officer is just like, oh, yes, yeah, you got me again. Yeah, oh, you damn know. Dave, come yeah. on. <laughs> uh, but I but think... The, the guy goes, you're under arrest? No, you're, you're under arrest. arrest. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love the use of, like, gifts and everything in this article. It's got the one from The Office where... Where they got, got the guns? Yeah. <laughs> and then Point they have uh, the Spider-Man one. Where Spider-Man's pointing at Spider-Man. And it's like you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Great use of gifts. I know. Those I are two it. solid gifts on that one. Yeah, I like it. But anyway, um, the end of this article says those are the type of cops I want protecting my neighborhood. Me that's too. awesome. Me too. I mean, they're willing to get in a fight just because they try to buy drugs from other cops. So those are two instances of, uh, of news stories that actually have something to do with some sort of policy, right? Can, yeah. Can you um, imagine, though, being in the hood, just like walking around with your homies, and <laughs> you see two, four cops fighting each other? That'd be awesome. World <laughs> Star. I bet the video is on World Star somewhere. I didn't see a video. It's, it's got to be. be somewhere. It's got to be somewhere. No, they, they, they confiscate the phones, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> the damn state. Yeah. Um, so, I got one. I got a funny. If uh, if you're not familiar with this show, um, let me just preface this by saying Sasha Baron Cohen is a fucking genius. He is a genius. And uh, I don't know how many people have been victims of his of his hilarious jokes and his hilarious antics. But from Bruno to Borat, from Ali G, he has been absolutely hilarious. And now he is Captain Aran Morad. <laughs> and this is an old video. Many of you have probably seen it. It's uh, the one with uh, Representative Jason Spencer from Georgia. Oh, yeah. So I just wanted us to react to this. He's teaching him defense from radical Islamic terror. And he gets him good. It, Cost him his seat. Yeah, he did. He's not going to win political office ever. I don't know why this guy was in political office in the first place. Oh, look at the guy. I was going to get elected again. No way. Georgia's turning into a swing state. It's going to be hard. Yeah, I bet this guy lives in a backwoods town. Definitely in response to mass terrorists, House Bill 3 would make it illegal for people to conceal their faces in public. I don't call it a burka ban. 
anti-masking statute. Okay. okay because because of the well, to win in the legal system, you cannot cannot be against the First Amendment. Stop right there. All right. Yeah. Th- this is him yeah. <laughs> trying to find a way past the First Amendment. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those things that Republicans do uh, when they try to, you know, be all white power and stuff like that. It's yeah. like the First Amendment applies to everybody now. It's not just it's not just it's who, not you, who want you want it. it to. Yeah. yeah. And and him using that wording just tells me he has indoctrinated into um, some sort of racist like thought. It it just is. And it's so petty though. It's the thing. It's like you don't want them to wear burkas. Like what what is that doing to you? How is that harming you? Right. Especially if they are willing to do it. And most of the Muslim people in America are not radical. Yeah. You know, they live in a Western society and they have Western values, whether they like to admit to it or not. Yeah. See, this is how the Muslims in the country are using our First Amendment against them. You have to fight fire with fire. Yes, sir. Do you know how to spot the difference between somebody who is a terrorist in a burqa and a normal woman in a burqa? I cannot tell. <laughs> you can't. Do you want to know how to share this? Absolutely. We take a selfie stick and we take a photo underneath. It is the same that you do with the car. These the same that you do with the car. That I took. <laughs> oh no. He's got pictures. This. this was a man. Yeah. Oh, he's what got a man it? with a dick. And a gun right there. I recognize the gun. I recognize the gun, not the dick. <laughs> this is a woman or a man with explosive. We pretend to be a Chinese tourist. Because the Chinese are always taking selfies. <laughs> the Chinese. Just stereotype the fuck out of that. Chinese, go. Red Dragon? No. Ho Chi Minh City. Ho Chi Minh City. Thank you. Thank you. Red Dragon Chopstick. Red Dragon Sushi. Chopstick Red Dragon. This guy is so dumb. I love him. I'm a big fan of this guy. Oh my god. It's not terrorist. Take your clothes off. How about defend yourself also? No, scream and take your clothes off. Yep. This is where he baits him. He said he, he this said is good. yell the N-word? Yeah, he says yell the N-word. You have to yell. And defend, but he says the N-word and and uh, and uh, Mr. Spencer believes him. The N word is Noonie. <laughs> what is he doing? Okay, that this is probably what he gets most in trouble for. 
Yeah. Uh, be, being a white man and saying saying the n word like that, you you he literally just shouted. I mean, the point at the valid. top of his the, lungs. The point's valid though. How do you get people's attention? I mean, he the asked him to say the n word. He got a lot of people's attention. He did. <laughs> he really did. This word is disgusting. <laughs> what a genius. Okay, that's fair. That's, that's good new point. new information to me. Don't touch me with your butt. That's a good point, though. Look at him. He believes all this shit. He genuinely believes what Sasha Baron Cohen is telling him. Oh, he's got his pants down. He pulled his pants down. <laughs> oh, shit. He's butt ramming him. He's backing up and butt ramming him with his pants down his ankles with a suit coat on. If you want to win, you show some skin. Now he's got his ass out. No. Now, try to touch me. I'll touch you. I'll touch you with my butt. I'll touch you. Or drop the gun. Or I'll touch you. You want to say? Okay. You have to remind me. If I touch you, you will become a homosexual. Oh. Okay. Now, try to touch me. Go. Go, 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 go. He's chasing him around the room. USA, <laughs> motherfucker. Show me your weapon. Go. <laughs> <laughs> His ass is his weapon. Okay. Oh. Alright. Okay. So, we we need better people representing our country. That is bottom you line. You saying you don't like that guy? Uh, no. No, I don't need... I don't. He's only representing Georgia. I mean, you've been to Georgia? Uh, yeah. He represents Georgia. Prince. Look. Sorry, Georgia. Look. Get Kirby Smart. Get Ray Charles. Get Willie Nelson. Get anyone who sang the song Georgia ever at a karaoke bar besides this guy. USA motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know how he genuinely believed that. Uh, we need to get that clip of him saying USA motherfucker. USA motherfucker. Yeah. For this podcast. Oh, that's going to be in the. That's a good intro one. I'm going to write that down. USA We're working on an intro. Um, so. That's all we got today for this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, we'll be back next week, uh, hopefully with Spencer Gerber. Uh, he is, uh, I think, the head of the Libertarian Party um, of Santa Rosa County. And that'll be interesting. Get to pick his brain a little bit. He says there's not a lot going on with the party here um, well, because yeah. there's... Are there libertarians here besides us? Yeah, I guess there are some libertarians here besides us. Uh, if you're a local and libertarian and you're listening to this podcast, great. Thank you. Like, share, review this podcast. Leave us five stars. Um, we'll get better. Promise. Maybe. Uh, maybe. I might. And, might and, and if you like football, listen to our uh, college football extravaganza podcast. And if you like other podcasts, give a, give a listen to the Higher Frequency podcast, our flagship. And if you just want some laughs, go listen to JJ's Diner. We'll do that every now and then. Um, find us at uh, Patreon at uh, Higher Frequency Podcast Network. Give oh. us your money. Yeah, give us your money. Help us uh, put that money into equipment so we can have better podcasts and I can pay people to make me stuff. Um, and then follow us on Twitter at HF Podcasts. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Higher Frequency Podcast. And uh, I think that's about it. You got anything we you want to plug? Yep, we have Facebook. Uh, we also have YouTube. I'm working on getting videos up there. Uh, working on getting a video element 
uh, to the podcast as well. Not great exposure. One of the podcast people did not know you. We had a Facebook. <laughs> I'll follow it. We'll get a follower out of this. I'm crying. Yeah, right now, I know. I'm crying. Anyway, I mean, we're just shouting out into the abyss of the internet. Listen to us. Yeah, listen to our podcast. Yep. Yeah. Everybody have fun. Be good. Have a good Stay weekend. Drunk. Pray for the kids in Yemen. Get drink. <laughs>